the oil and gas industry, the home of innovation, cutting-edge technology, and the extraordinary people who make it all happen. Together, we're powering the world. Here are the stories of business builders who are leading the way in the energy sector. This is Zebra Marketing Solutions Oil and Gas Business Builders Podcast, where we explore the real experiences of today's leaders in business growth with key takeaways to start implementing right now in our own companies. And now here is your host, Laura Kamrath. Gas can help build the future of energy with more power and less harm. Bringing experts together to deliver the right outcome, we can help configure, implement, and optimize the right power solutions that the world is demanding. Simply put, Caterpillar Oil and Gas has what tomorrow takes. So thank you again to everybody for uh, being at NAEP. Thanks for tuning into the Oil and Gas Business Builders podcast with my guest Craig Davis this morning. How are you today, Craig? Doing great, Laura. Doing all right? That's good. I convinced Craig at the last minute this morning to come join me here on my podcast. So I'm, I'm very grateful that you were able to take time out of your NAEP schedule. I know you've probably got a lot of people to visit today. But this is pretty exciting. There's a pretty good crowd here today at NAEP. I think you're going to meet some great people. Have a great day. Yeah, we're looking forward to it. So let me tell you a little bit about Craig. Craig and I actually used to work together. I worked for Craig for maybe about four and a half years Right. Uh, back when I was a, a young whippersnapper. <laughs> but Craig, uh, at the time I worked for him, I was working with him in his company called Innexus. And Innexus actually helps people with acquisitions and investitures, with screening deals, packaging deals. And so we actually went to NAEP. Well, I went to NAEP with Craig. Quite a few times. And Craig also is involved with CHP Works. And they sell small turbo refineries with gas turbine electrical power generation for remote locations around the world. And the CHP Works modular refinery system is the perfect solution for remote oil fields with unstable or undependable electricity, high pipeline costs or losses, and expensive diesel and marine fuel prices from refinery. He's also involved with active iron energy management strategy. Wait. Active iron energy management. Right. Active active iron energy management. Sorry, that's right. So, so Craig, I actually remember talking to you about the CHP Works. That's pretty interesting. How's that going? It's an amazing concept. I'm a partner with two other gentlemen, Randy Stubbs and Doug Swain. Sue Swain is my Sue Swain. Randy has designed a, a modular refinery. Modular refineries essentially are atmospheric distillation columns. So their primary products are naphtha, kerosene, and diesel, both marine and and land diesel. And many times remote oil fields in all parts of the world produce oil. They transport that oil down a pipeline or by truck, and they have high transportation costs, maybe $10 a barrel, $7 to $10 a barrel. Sometimes the oil disappears en route or disappears from the pipeline. And the remote refiner processes that oil and then sells them diesel and kerosene and other fuels back at at a highly inflated price. This refinery operates, the base operation is a gas turbine, 
where natural gas fires the turbine. It generates up to 3.7 megawatts of electricity, which is enough to power a small town. You can operate the entire oil field. You can operate business parks, small uh, light industry next to it. And the heat exhaust coming off of the gas turbine is what heats the oil in the refinery. It's all packaged in 14 small shipping containers that can be stacked on a container ship and sent anywhere in the world, carried on the back of flatbed truck and, and stacked on top of one another and built on site. It can be taken apart and moved to another location. So it really solves refinery and fuel and electrical issues in many of the remote parts of the world. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's that's pretty impressive that you can take a refinery and pretty much put it in, in boxcars and ship it anywhere in the world. That's, that's incredible. How has that been going? Are you getting traction with it? Is it? Absolutely. There are there are many countries that don't have stable infrastructure, either safe roads to transport the, the oil by truck or pipelines that either have the capacity or the pumping capability to move that amount of oil. Um, and as previously pointed out, um, the operator of the oil field tends to lose a lot of money by only selling the crude oil. And then they buy back the refined products at, at a relatively high price. Typically, these, these refineries can be built and delivered in 16 to 18 months and will pay back in two and a half to three years. So it's a perfect solution for the right remote oil fields. If you're in a country like the United States with strong infrastructure, pipelines, etc., it's probably not a good solution, although there are certain areas where there's some very remote fields with high transportation costs. There are also areas in the United States where there's very limited electricity. I've definitely been to some of those places. <laughs> so, Frank, this is, how many businesses have you start, you know, started or been involved with starting now? Probably at least a dozen. At least a dozen. And, and most of them fail. But... <laughs> well, most of, most of Thomas Edison's light bulbs also failed, so... <laughs> I mean, if you have a, and, and you know, that's, I, I suppose that's part of our discussion today is, you know, deciding what ideas make sense and what ideas are, have, have the right opportunity to, to be successful and then concentrating your efforts on those. Yeah. My, my first company was Inexus where you and I worked together. Inexus is still operational. Um, it is primarily an engineering firm providing asset valuations and, and analyses for capital providers, for banks, private equity, private debt, et cetera. We still do some geoscience work, but it's almost all, all engineering. Active Iron Energy is designed to be a management team to manage producing assets, and then CHP works, of course, as the refiners. How would you say that if you think of deals, like when, when you're starting to conceptualize a new business or... You know, how, how do you come to those ideas or how do you think of that? Or is it just like you, you meet people and it's maybe based on network or based on needs that you observe? Or like, how, how do you come up with the ideas? For your well, business? you know, I'm certainly not, not the person who made this famous quote, but the, the, the statement essentially is there's a lot of good ideas in the world and only a few great ideas. Mm -hmm. and, and the challenge is to filter those down and do it in a logical, dry-eyed review of that business idea. It's easy to become emotionally attached to a business concept and get really enthusiastic about it, but 
you have to ask yourself a number of questions, including what's the differentiator? I, I, I love this idea. I really want to do it. But how do you differentiate yourself from other competitors who want to do the same thing? What are the barriers to entry for other people and, and for yourself? Hopefully, there's relatively high barriers to entry, either expertise or technology or capital. Uh, if there's no barrier to entry, then anyone else can do it. So that's that's one of the greatest challenges for an entrepreneur is to do a level-headed analysis of the opportunity and decide if you want to move forward. That's a really good point. You know, you want to come up with an idea that is unique, is different, and everybody else can't just get in and do it. What would you say are some of the key factors for success in business? When you're conceptualizing or growing a business, we've talked about how you evaluate whether it's a good idea first. Once you get into it, then what do you do? <laughs> Probably the, the next two great challenges. The first one is, if you have a business idea, you probably have already developed a pretty good idea of who your first client is going to be. The challenge is who's going to be your second and third client. So you, you get excited, you have a big project, um, you take it on with this first client, but who are the second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth clients, and how do you find those clients? As, as you know, advertising and marketing is, is a key part of that. How do you get your message out? Um, do you do it by brochures? Do you do it with website, LinkedIn, social media? I mean, all of those are, are relevant methods of reaching out to your your uh, prospective clients and, and necessary if you're going to get your message out. Yeah, so invest in marketing. <laughs> I like that one. <laughs> so you've got a couple businesses now. You've got a Nexus. You're, yes. you're still plugging away with a Nexus and you're still growing CHP works. Yes. And I mean, that seems like a lot. How do you, I mean, just on the personal level, like, I mean, Craig and I also ride bikes together. So I know you have hobbies. I know you like to ride bikes, but how do you find time to do all of that? Very, very interesting <laughs> question. I think for many businesses, there is a lot of wasted time, time that is either not very productive or where maybe you're just playing around on the internet. I don't know. But uh, I, I think it's important to turn your brain on when you have business to attend to and turn it off or, or redirect it to some other activity when you're not working on that. At Anexus, when we're doing an asset valuation, uh, our team may be working on it till you know midnight on a Friday night, Saturday night, Sunday night. And, and when we finish that, that project, we'll revert it back or, or send it to the client, present it. Uh, and we may have a, a week or two with, with no work. And, and that's that I, I concentrate on other businesses. Mm. Okay. So. Time management. Time management. Yeah, that's probably very, well, right. it is very important. <laughs> now I've, I've, I've seen, you know, Craig multitasking. So, <laughs> so what are your plans today at Nave? So do you, do you have plans? Are you just walking around? Do you have meetings already set up? It's, it's, very difficult to arrange any specific meetings. I, I, I do have a Teams call tomorrow, but generally it's, it's more opportunistic. Uh, we have a client that we are searching for certain types of assets for them. They're, they're looking to acquire assets. And in this case, non-producing PDP with some upside drilling potential. So I'm, I'm out today looking around at, at various operators and talking to them about what they have available. Awesome. Yeah. 
Right. And of course, there's a lot of receptions in the evening, so yeah, plenty of, of nighttime activity. Otherwise known as networking parties. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, uh, hopefully, I'll see you at some of those networking parties this evening, and sure. I'll be walking around too. So I wish you a very successful meet. I hope you meet the people that you're looking for and find the deals you're looking for. And I look forward to seeing you next time. Sounds great. <laughs> Appreciate it, Laura. Thanks. Thanks a lot, Craig. And thank you all to the oil and gas business builders, listeners, and everyone here at Nate. And tune in next time. I'll be back for another episode around noon. Thanks a lot. Thanks for listening to Zebra Marketing Solutions Oil and Gas Business Builders Podcast. Join our oil and gas business builders groups on LinkedIn and Facebook and see our videos on YouTube and on ogbbmedia.com. Visit zmsenergymarketing.com to learn more about how we can help you and your business design and implement a marketing strategy to retain and attract customers, grow revenues, and gain market share. Join us on the next episode for more great takeaways from business builders who are leading the way in the energy sector.